You're listening to Sacks in the Basement, a production of the Broadcast Basement Limited, where every show is 30 minutes of good and comes from a basement bar on the south side of Chicago. Pull up a stool, pour a cold one, and join us right now for Sacks in the Basement. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found and always at SacksInTheBasement.com. Welcome down to Socks in the Basement. My name is Chris Lanuti. Pull up a stool in my nine-foot homemade oak bar and pour yourself a cold one. Every day since opening day, we have been giving you the complete White Sox season 2020, all simulated using MLB The Show 20, and it's brought to you by the fine folks over at Cork and Carry at the Park, 33rd in Princeton, and they are now open. Or you can also still order on Grubhub or direct through CorkandCarryAtThePark.com. And big news, today is also the opening day of their beer garden out on Western Avenue. Cork and Carry is back, and congratulations to them. Meanwhile, congrats to the Chicago White Sox are on a four-game winning streak, and they are 14 games over 500. The high mark of the season so far for them. And we've reached the point in the season where we start to see the All-Star race. So far, let me give you the update. Gio Gonzalez is 7-0 with a 3.06 earned run average and sits 7th right now on the list of American League pitchers trying to make the All-Star game. Steve Ciszek sits at the top of relievers with Aaron Bummer sitting 3rd. Yasmani Grandal right now leads all catchers and Jose Abreu leads all first basemen in votes. Tim Anderson's running 2nd to Xander Bogarts at shortstop. Some other names appearing on list but so far not towards the top 3 yet. We will keep you updated as the season continues. Meanwhile, the White Sox go for the sweep today in Kansas City. It would be their second series sweep in a row. Dylan Cease is taking the mound. It's time for us to go out to KC. You are listening to the podcast for fans by fans. Socks in the Basement, found everywhere podcasts can be found and always at SocksInTheBasement.com. Let's go. Kauffman Stadium. And the 14 over 500 Chicago White Sox going for the sweep against the Kansas City Royals, sitting at 25 and 37. Hello, everybody. My name is Chris Lanuti, and we are ready for yet another simulated game, a simulated broadcast by Sox in the Basement, brought to you by Cork and Carry at the Park. Taking the mound today for the Royals, Jacob Junis. We've seen him a few times. 12 starts, 3 and 6 record, 4.91 ERA, 66 innings, and 75 hits. 21 walks, a whip of 1.45 with 57 strikeouts. Leading off today for the White Sox for the first time, Luis Robert will be the leadoff man. Tim Anderson taking the day off and Ricky Renteria experimenting with the man leading all of Major League Baseball in stolen bases, moving him up to the one spot. Takes an outside fastball for a strike and we're underway. Owen won the count. First pitch at 7.05 after this game. The White Sox have a nighttime flight back to Chicago where they will take on Detroit for three over this weekend. The low outside curveball misses. Roberts hitting 209, but has come alive over the last couple of weeks. 72 degrees, one mile an hour winds, barely moving the flags left to right. On a partly cloudy day, one and two to count now. Detroit just lost to Oakland in Oakland, so they're heading to their plane. So even though they are finished with their game, and we are just starting with the time difference, we'll pretty much all get to Chicago around the same time. Robert takes a 2-2 pitch, swings and misses at it up in the zone. First strikeout for Junis. 
And there's one gone. I don't mind the experimentation with Robert leading off in this game. He's got Yasmani Grandal backing him up, giving him some protection. As the game goes on, he may come up in a situation and get a pretty good pitch to hit. 285 is Grandal hitting, 17 home runs on the season. Leads all American League catchers in the All-Star vote at this point. But he's 0-2 in the count quickly. Over his last six games, three home runs and nine RBI from Yasmani Grandal, who had the day off yesterday, and James McCann had one hell of a day in his place. This is a curveball in the dirt, one and two now the count from Junis. One out top of the first inning. Grandal standing in the left-handed batter's box against the righty Junis. The pitch on the way. Swung on and missed a four-seamer high and away. He chased it. Two gone, two strikeouts for Junis, kicking off this game against the Sox. Abreu will get his chance now, the three-hitter for the team. Currently with 11 home runs and a 265 average. Junis in on the wind, a four-seamer low and away, 1-0 the count. They're underway in Cincinnati. Already the scrubs are winning 5-1. I look forward to the Crosstown games this year and calling those. Although it far more want to see them in real life. I feel like we're hitting almost the danger zone here where they got to figure things out here, MLB and MLBPA. As Abreu fouls that one off, one and two the count. I want to see baseball. I don't know if I want to see 40 games, though. It's going to feel cheap. A slider away misses two and two the count. Mainstream media, mainstream sports media, they're going to take whatever they can get. Their jobs are on the line. As a slider misses outside. They're going to tell you it's great no matter what because they don't want you to be mad at the game. But I'm going to be very frustrated here if they try to give me a 20 or 30 or 40 game season and then tell me that that is a legit World Series champion. Unless, of course, it is the White Sox. Abreu sends this one out into deep right field. It's tailing back to the wall. That is off the wall. Abreu's already at second base when Soler collects it. It hung up there forever. He was just slowly going back. I kept expecting him to just put his hand up and make the catch. But it just hits the wall. I mean, it almost gets over. A big towering shot that just kept drifting out there. So a two-out double, and Mancata comes to the plate in the left-handed batter's box with Abreu on second. Mancata hitting 324, swings and misses at a four-seamer away, but over the plate. 0-1 the count. Junis checks the runner. Slider outside misses. One and one. 389 for Mancato over his last four games. That's just a tick under 400. A high four seam fastball misses in the count is two and one. Even when Yoan is hot, you don't even realize it. He's just steady in the middle spot there in the order. Four-seam fastball, low and away, three and one. He'd be higher up in the all-star vote. But he's got Anthony Rendon, who's a name, also having a good year, very comparable to Yohans, and Josh Donaldson, who's winning the Triple Crown as of today. Even after the White Sox basically tamed him all weekend this past Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. He came right out of the gate 
in his next series and started hitting the ball all over the place. Count is now full. Payoff pitch with two outs and a runner on second to Moncada. Misses outside. He's going to walk. Two on now with two out. White Sox have been able to do this to the Royals all week long. Several times with two out, nobody on. The Sox were able to get a couple runners on and then get him in. 14 homers and 39 RBI for Aloy Jimenez. A 261 average. The average has dropped 15 points, I would say, in the last two weeks. It's not that he hasn't been productive. But I was kind of hoping the 275, the 279 range was just going to improve into the 280s. And he would become a beast in the middle of that lineup. Down in the five spot, even with Encarnacion protecting him. And Encarnacion has been hitting a lot lately. Jimenez has been struggling. One and one the count here from Junis. The pitch on the way. A low curveball misses two and one. Edwin's on deck. The DH today. Sacks have done a good job over the last couple of days getting their starters in the game. Very few guys have needed any time off in the last week. Roster has been shuffled well. Encarnacion has 15 home runs. Let's see Jimenez tie him with that right now. 3-1 count. Swung on and missed a slider low and in. The count is full. So, again, Junis has a Sox hitter to a full count. Two on this time to Jimenez. The pitch on the way. Swung on and chopped back up the middle. Get through. It will not get through. And Mankata is out by a hair on the flip to second base. A very good play. Well behind the bag at second. Ends the first. Midway through it. There's no score. KC coming up. Dylan Cease, 12 starts, 5-4 record. 3.88 earned run average and over 69 and two-thirds innings. A 1.36 whip. That's got 69 strikeouts attached to it. 71 hits and 24 walks over those innings pitched. Overall, I would say this is a very good year for Dylan compared to last year. He is improving. And it feels like there's a corner that if he turns that, he could become dominant. Aldoberto Mondesi is hitting 242, stands in the left-handed batter's box, and the switch hitter takes a four-seamer away for ball one, just missed, low and outside. Cease has really improved with Grandal behind the plate. There was one game with McCann back there where he was efficient, but overall you see Yasmani move around the plate for him as a four-seamer, low and inside, goes for a swinging strike. He moves around a lot with him, more than with any other pitcher I've noticed. And he works much quicker with Grandal. An outside four-seamer misses away, two and one. Rondell now down on his knee on the outside corner. Earlier was the inside corner. This one's popped up into left field along the line. Jimenez comes over and makes the catch in fair territory. And there's one gone here in the bottom of the first inning. They're underway right now in Minnesota. Angels and the Twins. Twins just finished with Tampa Bay. Beat them up. But now you have two first place teams facing off in Minneapolis this weekend for a long four game series. Meanwhile, 0-2 to Alex Gordon, 268 hitter. He has done very well this week for the Royals against the Sox. But so far, it's only been one man, really, consistently putting the bat on the ball for the Royals. And that's why the Sox have taken the first two games of this series. The 1-2 pitch on the way. Swung on and rifled out in the right center field. 
That'll get down in front of Mazzara. He tosses it in the second. It's a good time to tell you the lineup for the White Sox is that's a single for Gordon, the two-hitter. Grandal's behind the plate. Abreu at first. Second base is Mandrigal. Shortstop is Danny Mendick. Third base, Moncada. Left field, Jimenez. Center field, Robert. Right field, Nomar Mazzaro with his first start in a week. Whit Merrifield's up, hitting 220. Takes a ball outside, 1-0 the count. Next offering, crushed out in the left field, tailing back towards the wall. Jimenez is going to get to it after it bounces off the wall. Merrifield is right on the heels of the lead runner, Gordon. Merrifield was getting the second as Gordon was rounding second. He has a double. Gordon's in the third. Kansas City in business early here with one out. That's Whit Merrifield's first hit of the series against Dylan Cease. And Cease now faces Jorge Soler. 11 homers and 26 RBIs, a 7.80 OPS. Takes a ball outside, 1-0 the count. Hitting 251. Let's see if Dylan can get out of this inning. Low pitch in the dirt, blocked by Grandal, a curveball away, 2-0 the count. Dylan looks in, checks the runners, throws one low and away, a slider, 3-0, and he's in danger of loading the bases here with one out and Hunter Dozier coming up. And that man can hit. 3-0 count right now to Soler. The pitch. Swung on and fouled off down the first baseline. 3-1 the count. Right down the middle, Soler just couldn't catch up to it. Made solid contact. The next pitch on the way. Misses inside on a curveball. Grandal wanted it, but that was too far inside. The bases are loaded with one out here in the bottom of the first inning. And Dozier comes to the plate with 12 home runs and 32 RBIs to go with his 261 average. The big right-handed third baseman. A very capable hitter. Dylan Cease is in trouble right now. They're going to come out and have a conversation with him real quick. Just kind of tell him, like, hey, you're 15 pitches in. Got eight balls. You got seven strikes. I'm sure they're not telling him that, but they're probably talking about how they're going to pitch the Dozier. And then it's only the first inning. Minimize the damage. This is a good team you have here. Everyone in the infield standing on that mound as Cooper talks to each and every one of them. And now he's back to the dugout with the bases loaded. And Dozier taking a ball outside. So 1-0 the count. KC fans anticipating something here. It's been a rough series for them. Sox blew him out the first night in total control yesterday as a four-seamer swung on and missed. One and one the count. They have not had a lead in this series. The one-one pitch on the way. Swung on and sent out into right field. Mazzara's tailing back towards the wall. He's near the track. He makes the catch and bounces off the wall. A run is going to score here on a very deep flyout that almost got out of here. Mazzara catches it on the run, and the setting sun hits him right in the face as he gets to the track. It's just bright out there along that wall in right field. He makes the catch, and as you look at the replay, he kind of closes his eyes. And the ball lands in there, luckily. There's two gone, and Cease can possibly escape here, only giving up one run, but Sal Perez is up. 254 average, seven home runs, 25 RBIs, and he had his last home run two nights ago against the White Sox. 
Runners at first and third. First pitch rifled over to second base. Mandrigal with a nice play flips over to Mendick. The inning is over. That's a best-case scenario, I think, for the White Sox. Dylan Cease was in trouble, and they escape only giving up one run. After one, it's 1-0 Kansas City. Edwin Encarnacion will lead off. 32 RBI and 15 home runs go with his 263 average. Jacob Junis needed 27 pitches in the first inning. So both pitchers labored early on, but Junis has the 1-0 lead. First pitch on the way. Swung on and fouled off a sinker low and away. Owen won the count. Now Edwin fouls off another sinker inside, also in the zone, 0-2. So quickly in the hole. Let's see what he does next. That pitch is low and away. He lays off it, 1-2. Curveball away, fouled off. Count remains 1-2. The MLB draft is coming up. It'll be short and sweet, which is unfortunate. We will talk about it when we get the results. It's kind of hard to speculate on what teams are going to do because it's a very different draft. So we're taking the reactionary. We'll get some experts on. We'll talk about it during the games. We'll cover what's going on with the White Sox in real life with their draft. There's a 2-2 pitch on the way to Encarnacion. He swung on and lifted into the camera well on the fly. Almost hit a camera right there. 2-2, two and two, the count remains. Junis with the kick and the pitch. High and inside fouled off. A very long at bat now. Eight pitches for Encarnacion. After he started 0-2, he's fighting here. Inside pitch hits him on the hip. Encarnacion gets plunked. There have been a few balls going off of players in this game. I would say at this moment, more hit-by-pitches between these two teams than any other series we've seen so far. As Nomar Mazara steps in with no outs and a 195 average, five homers, the lefty gets a rare start after losing his starting job. And here's a guy who has to prove something to get back in that lineup. Four-seam fastball up and away misses. He's one for 13 lifetime with two strikeouts against Junis. He's got a slow runner in Encarnacion over at first base. A low inside pitch misses 2-0. Did Junis get frustrated because the bat was so long that he hits Encarnacion? Because he didn't just touch him. He didn't graze him. He put that right off the middle of him. And that's a sinker that just hits his own 2-1. And he doesn't look like he's very inaccurate. It could have been a frustration pitch right there. 2-1 pitch on the way. Swung on, it's sent over to second. A nice play by Merrifield. He spins and throws it over to short. And they're going to double off Mazzara. 4-6-3. Nomar with the double play. And Danny Mendix up, hitting 254. Three long balls. Playing shortstop today, first time we've seen him there this season. Inside curveball called a strike, Owen won the count. Two outs, top of the second. Mendick in his last four games hitting 471. He's been good off the bench. We have a lot of guys that come off the bench, and when they're getting that one start, they're making the most of it. James McCann showed that last night. Mendick shows that. With his stats over his last four starts, he swings and misses there, though, and Judas sits him down on three pitches. We're midway through to second. One-nothing Royals. 
Ryan O'Hearn will come to the plate. 21 RBIs and 7 homers to go with his 204 average. Dylan Cease needed 19 pitches in the first inning. Loaded up the bases with one out and escaped giving up only one run with a little help from his friends in the defense. Needs a more efficient inning here as a four-seamer gets across for a strike, 0-1 the count. O'Hearn, the lefty, had multiple home runs the week leading in to this series. But the White Sox have shut him down, 0-2 now as he swings at one low and away. Ceases ahead in this count. Quickly into the line, Grandal sets up on the inside corner. That one comes up and in. Curveball almost hits him. One and two, and trust me, that one gets away. Ceases in looking to hit anybody. There's no retaliation, I would think, coming at all for what happened to Encarnacion. I don't think that it really stood out. One-two pitch fouled off. Nice play made in the stands. Crowd erupts. Count remains one and two. Next pitch on the way. This is low and inside on a four-seam fastball, 97 miles an hour. 2-2 count. The kick in the line, the throw, and he swings and he misses. Four-seam fastball low and inside. O'Hearn goes over the top of it. He says his first strikeout. And there's one ball here in the bottom of the second inning. And Franco comes up. It's been pretty much the same lineup all three days for the Royals. They're not really mixing it up here. Franco's hitting 234 with seven homers, 22 RBIs. He walked last night, came around and scored in the one inning that the Royals put anything together. He's 0-1 now after a swinging strike. Next one low and outside. Swings and misses at it. It was away and out of the zone. 0-2 to count. So for the second straight batter, Cease quickly 0-2. Now he goes low with a slider below the knees. Batter doesn't chase. 1-2 pitch. Grandal sets up halfway behind the batter. Inside pitch jams him. Nice play by the ball boy near the dugout. 1-2. Now low and away. Misses 2-2. Two two. The count is even. Cease back into the line quickly, the pitch. Swung on and fouled off a slider in the zone. Count remains 2-2. Two and two. Rondal moves around a lot back there with him. This one's popped out to left field. Underneath it is Jimenez. He'll make the catch. There's two gone. So Dillon showing a lot more control, a lot more poise here in the second inning. And he has Brett Phillips up, hitting 204. The outfielder's a left-handed hitter. Rondal down on one knee, takes one low in the zone for ball one. He almost had a grand slam the other night in the blowout when the Sox really put it on Kansas City. It would have made it closer, but I don't think it would have mattered much. 2-0 pitch now on the way. Swung on and missed a four-seamer. They're working him low. Grandal keeps going down to one knee, moving the glove inside or outside. He's back down on one knee with the glove outside the plate. And he gets it right there on the corner. Perfect frame, two and two. Yasmani has been very good for Dylan. It's clear watching all these games. Induces a ground ball here, scooped by Mendick, who is playing behind second. He's going to get it over to first. And that ends the second inning. A one, two, three inning for Dylan Cease after a messy first. And after two, we're trailing by one. 
And an outside slider misses, 1-0 the count from Junis. Junis is needed 43 pitches to get through two innings. That was pitch number 44. Number 45 is lying to second base and dropped by Merrifield. Now he throws it over the head of his first baseman, and Mandrigal is safe. E4. Mads does not take off as it was backed up by the catcher, but he is on. That was a hot line drive. Hit the glove and popped out of Whit Merrifield, who then panicked, spun, and threw it over the head of his first baseman, but not by much. So Mads is on base. Luis Robert in the top of the order is up. First pitch on the way to Robert. Outside fastball catches the corner. Owen won the count. He has scored eight runs in his last eight games. The 0-1 pitch. Swung on and set out in the right field. That's going to get down and hit towards the corner. Mandrel goes around second and on his way to third. Robert's on his way to second already. Mads rounds third. He's going to come home. The throw into the relay, to the plate. He is safe underneath the tag. And Mandrigal scores from first base, and this game is tied. Luis Robert hits one. Apo down the right field line. And it rolls into the corner, and Mandrigal never hesitated all the way home. Slides around the catcher, Perez, as he's fielding the ball and touches that plate with his backhand. He's lucky he didn't overslide the plate. He got it as he threw the handout. Rondell now comes up with Robert on second. And a tie ball game. No outs here in the top of the third. A base hit's going to score Robert. He is very fast. He's also capable of stealing third. Although he doesn't want to do that with a lefty up at the plate. It's easier when your right-handed batter is kind of shielding the catcher. 0-1 0-1 pitch to Grandal. Low and inside a sinker called a strike 0-2. 28 stolen bases so far for Robert. But already in scoring position here. In the middle of the order coming up right now. Your big hitters now. From 2 through 6. His job is to run and keep Junis occupied just a little bit. The 0-2 pitch swung on and missed. Grandal goes down. Ugly swing on that one. Fourth strikeout for Junis, second one by Grandal. Abreu's going to come to the plate now. He is struck out on two pitches outside the zone. So Junis all over Yasmani Grandal while Abreu has a double in the first inning. The first pitch low and away a curveball. 1-0 the count. Four for ten in this series. He has an 840 OPS coming into this game. It's a final in San Francisco. They had day baseball, went a little late. San Diego beats them 3-0. Ground ball over to second base, fielded by Merrifield over to first. The 4-3 put out, and Robert advances over to third base. There's two gone. The error by Merrifield. The Robert double. And now two outs. And Mancata comes at the plate, hitting 324 with a runner on third. He'd like to push across. And a low outside fastball just catches the zone. Owen won the count. Mankata is 10 for 25 with two home runs. That's a 400 average against Junis. An outside changeup misses one and one the count. Trust me, Jacob Junis knows he hits well against him. With stats like that. High pitch. Two and one. Into the wind, and he backs off a one low and inside at the knees. Three and one now. Aloya Menez stands on deck. With two outs here in the top of the third, and Luis Roberts standing on third base. 
Tie ball game, the pitch. Swung on and fouled back. Count will go full. He was in the zone. He didn't reach for anything. Next pitch to Moncada. Low and away, he walked him. So Yuan tosses the bat and goes down to first base. Junis up to 58 pitches here through two and two-thirds innings. So the White Sox not making it easy on him, even though the game is tied 1-1. And Jimenez comes to the plate. Man, this big man has not had a home run in a while. One for nine in this series as well with a single. He's slumping a little bit. And down to 260. Outside sinker misses. 1-0 the count. He is 4 for 16. That's a 250 average with four RBIs against Junis. The 1-0 pitch on the way. Inside slider taken for a strike. 1-1. One one. Junis delivers. Swung on and sent over to second base. A chopper fielded by Whit Merrifield on the run. He makes a nice play over to first base. Robert hits the double and ties up this ball game, but they can't get him home. He's stranded on third. Midway through to third. 1-1. Foundation issues not properly handled can be costly. Family Waterproofing Solutions is owned by Ken, a veteran of the United States Marines, and his wife Maria making them a veteran-owned business and a female-owned business that will diagnose and repair wet or leaky basements. And while they're located on the sock side, Family Waterproofing services the entire Chicagoland area and Northwest Indiana. And now after taking time off to ensure they can do things safely and securely for you, Family Waterproofing is back in business and doing jobs. Plus part of the proceeds for every job that they do are donated to veteran and first responder organizations to support our frontline defenders. And currently, Socks in the Basement listeners have access to special pricing when they contact Family Waterproofing Solutions now, 708-330-4466, or visit them today at FamilyBasementWaterproofing.com. You just heard from Family Waterproofing Solutions here on the Family Waterproofing Solutions third inning. Aldoberto Mondesi is coming up to the plate 0 for 1 with a flyout in the first. Remember, they have socks in the basement deals. They have a whole list of them. So when you call them or contact them, make sure that you mention socks in the basement as a bunt dies right in front of the plate. Grandal gets up, spins, throws, and he doesn't get him. A bang-bang play at first, and Mondesi is on with the bunt hit that dies in front of the plate before it even reaches the grass. And I think Grandal was a little surprised. He did the best he could, but the runner's on. And with no outs in the bottom and a third and a runner on first with a lot of speed, Alex Gordon is up. One for one in this game, and they got to watch Mondesi. The lefty Gordon stands in. And the pitch on the way. Low and away, but in the zone, 0-1 the count. Runner with a big lead. They're going to pitch out. Nothing going. Count even at one. The aggressiveness of Mondesi with the bunt hit seems to have led the Sox to believe the Royals want that run back by any means necessary. Now, a changeup low and in called a ball. Renteria didn't like that. He's asking where that pitch was. Two and one the count to Gordon. 
The pitch from Cease. Low and away misses a four-seamer, three and one. These are close pitches. He's not getting the call. Whit Merrifield stands on deck. It's up to Dillon to keep this game tight right now. Outside pitch, flare down the third baseline, foul. Count is full, 3-2, so we're going to have a payoff pitch with a very fast runner at first. Swings and sends that one down the third baseline, foul as well. Count remains 3-2. And, and now a line drive to second, grabbed by Mandrigal, sent over to first, he almost got the runner sleeping. He grabs a line drive out of the air and sends that one over to first, and they almost get the force out. There's one gone now in the bottom of the third inning. And Merrifield takes a four-seamer low above the knees, 0-1 the count. He has 32 RBIs, second on the Royals. Even though that average is pretty disastrous, at least early on in this season. Runners going, Grandal pops up and throws down. Close play at second, they're going to call him safe. Head first slide from Mondesi. So the runner advances. We thought he was going to go, so did the White Sox. We just didn't guess when he was going. 1-1 count, one out, the pitch. Sent down the first baseline, foul, 1-2. Sees up to 48 pitches here. Pitch number 49, flared out in the right field that is not going to go foul. It's going to be fair, and then roll foul by the pole. Runners coming around and will score. The throw comes in over Mandrigal's head from Nomar Mazara, and Grandal has to grab it. Merrifield still holds at second base and the bad throw in. It's a 2-1 ball game. So the Sox got a run to tie this game and the Royals get it right back. And now here's Solaire with a walk in the first inning and an inside slider misses 1-0 the count. One more quick word about family waterproofing solutions. Not only are they veteran-owned, female-owned, and family-owned, but don't forget they give a portion of the proceeds to veteran and first responder organizations. They're good people. 2-0 count on an outside pitch. Cease. Now it comes back inside. This one's fouled off down the third base line. Merrifield has average speed. I would imagine he comes home on a well-hit ball. Popped up a four-seamer back behind the plate. Two and two to count is even. Two on Royals with one out here in the bottom of the third. Sox tied it up in the top of the third. And then the lead went away again. Swung on and missed. Solaire sits down. Second strikeout from Cease. Royals came to play today. The offense doing a lot more than what we saw them do early on in the first two games. On the other hand, White Sox pitching has had the benefit of an offense that jumped out early on the Kansas City Royals. Dylan Cease has not had that. Hunter Dozier swings and misses at a four-seamer tailing away. 0-1 the count. Two outs, bottom of the third. At a sack fly in the first inning that gave the Royals the 1-0 lead. And the bases loaded at that time. Deep fly ball in the right center caught at the wall by Mazzara. Low curveball misses. 1-1 one one the count is even to Dozier. Cease. Checks Merrifield at second. Now a high four-seamer misses the zone, 2-1. and one. Dylan with the pitch. High and in, misses 3-1. and one. 
with Sal Perez on deck. We'll see what Grandal and Cease decide to do here. Inside pitch catches the zone nicely framed. 3-2 to count is full. The pitch. Swung on and popped up down the right field line. Mazzaro charging over out of play will just miss making the catch. Unable to get there. Count remains 3-2. and two. Next offering swung on and sent down the first baseline into the crowd immediately. Full count yet again. The payoff pitch. Rounded up the middle. That's a base hit. Robert comes up throwing for home. There will be a play at the plate. He is safe. Throw comes back over to second base, and they're going to get the runner, and the inning is over. So the throw comes home. Grandal stepped up, feeling like it wasn't going to make it home, and then throws the second and ends the inning. The Royals got two. In the bottom of the third inning, we're going to the top of the fourth, trailing 3-1. to one. Edwin Encarnacion was hit by a pitch in the second inning. He led off that inning. He leads off the fourth. 61 pitches so far for Junis. The exact same amount through three innings for Dylan Cease. A high four-seamer misses 1-0 the count. Encarnacion, three for 21 lifetime with five strikeouts against Junis. And now the hit by pitch. Cracks this one down the right field line, tailing back towards the pole. Get out of here. Here it comes. It's down in fair territory in the corner and bounces over the wall. And that's a ground rule double for Edwin. So Encarnacion is on second with no outs. And here comes Mazzara. Inside pitch, four-seam fastball. Owen won the count. Nomar hitting 194. Lost his starting job. He might lose his role on the team soon. The 0-1 pitch. Low changeup misses one and one. White Sox took a chance acquiring him, hoping they had hidden gold. But it might have been fool's gold. Count is even at one, no outs. Encarnacion at second. 3-1 Royals. Swung on and driven deep. Back towards the wall. It is foul. For a moment I thought he had it. He actually stood there and watched it. He sucked me in. Nomar sucked me in on that one. One and two the count now. He hit it, and he dropped his bat like he had hit a home run. And now he strikes out on the slider at the knees without even swinging. Oh, it's a clown show. Danny Mendick comes to the plate. He's 0 for 1 with a strikeout in the second inning. Danny was part of that play at the end of last inning. Thought it was Mandrigal at first. They're both short little guys. They're both out there for the first time together as Mendick is playing short. So the ball comes in from Robert. It felt like it was going to be close, but Grandal must have thought, nope, not a chance. So he runs out and meets the ball near the mound. Goes to second. As Mendick now gets a hold of this one and sends it out deep to the left field wall, and that will hit and stick in the dirt. It's a double for Mendick. Encarnacion thought it was going to be caught and only makes it to third. With one out, it's runners at second and third on the double from Danny Mendick, and Nick Mandrigal comes to the plate. To finish the story, Grandal 
runs up, gets the ball, and immediately goes to second and gets the batter trying to get a double. Mandrigal got on with a line drive off the glove of Merrifield. As it hit the ground, he grabbed it and spun and threw over the head of first base. And Mance was safe. He's 0-2 here in the count with one out in the top of the fourth inning and runners on second and third. Encarnacion is slow, but Mendick is quick. He would score on a base hit here, likely, and tie this game. Sacks trailing 3-1. Gave up a run in the first. Got a run in the top of the third. Gave up two in the bottom of the third. We're here in the top of the fourth. Swung on and rifled over to first base. Bobbled. The only play is going to be at first. It's a foot race. O'Hearn dropped the ball. Junis gets the first and catches it right before Mandrigal can get there. A lot of speed. And somehow Encarnacion didn't go home? What? Somebody's got to explain to me why Edwin doesn't go home on that play. The White Sox don't have a contact play on and everybody's standing there in the same spot. Now Roberts up. One for two and he's got a 1-1 count. Swung on and ripped down the third baseline, foul one and two. I, it is inexcusable to me that Edwin Encarnacion doesn't go home there. Ripped out in the right field, but straight at Solaire. That was a hard hit ball. A little bit over, it gets into the gap. A disappointing inning for the White Sox and a failure on the base paths midway through the fourth. Midway through the fourth. Trailing 3-1. Sal Perez is 0-for-1 with a ground out in the first inning. He's hitting 253, Slugging 421. And Dylan C. stands on the mound trailing 3-1. And 62 pitches already under his belt through three innings. First pitch pops straight up. Grandal just stands up, takes off the mask, and will catch it where the umpire had been standing. One gone here in the bottom of the fourth on one pitch. And Ryan O'Hearn comes up 0 for 1 with a strike on the second. The ball that was hit by Mandrigal bounced twice and then went off the glove of O'Hearn. The only obvious answer as to why Encarnacion doesn't take off is the belief that since he's a slow runner, they would go home with a three-run lead. Most smart baseball people would think that they're just going to take the next out. That's a dangerous play going home. Instead, they go get the runner at first base, and we're still standing at second and third. 0-2 now to O'Hearn on two quick strikes. Swings and misses at a four-seamer up and in. C sits him down. Four pitches, two outs here. That's the kind of inning he needs right now. Michael Franco will now come up the designated hitter. He's 0-for-1 with a fly out in a second. The pitch on the way. Change up right down the middle taken for a strike. 0-1 the count. Two outs now in the bottom of the fourth. The two, three, and four hitters for the White Sox coming up in the top of the fifth. Into the wind and the pitch. Away a four-seamer. One and one. Now a low inside pitch, scooped by Abreu, tossed over to C, so a run over and touch first, and a 1-2-3 inning for Dillon. 
after four. The Sox trail three to one. Yasmani Grandal will lead us off. You're in a DP3 Tech fifth inning. DP3 Tech partnered with Microsoft to came up with a way for your business to take all of its systems and be able to link up with those, migrate them over into a system that allows you to work from anywhere, anytime, get people on the line, get people on the screen, get data on the screen, get images on the screen, show it to everybody, show it to one person. Very, very user-friendly and much better than the systems that people had to rely on in the beginning of the pandemic. And now what we have is an ability for you to be very flexible with your workers and get your business running like a fine-oiled machine. Details coming up midway through this inning. Yasmani Grandal takes a ball close inside and then swings wildly at one that was way outside. He is not seeing the pitchers very well, or at least not seeing Junis. Now he grounds this one down the first for the unassisted three ground out. He still goes down and touches the bag with his foot. And we'll head back to the bench. Abreu's one for two with one out here in the top of the fifth, and Junis sitting on 81 pitches. First pitch low and inside for ball one. Junis into the line. Delivers a four-seamer that's fouled off down the first baseline, one and one. There are two pitchers warming up in the Kansas City bullpen as Junis has the lead here in the top of the fifth. I think it's because of the amount of pitches he's thrown. As a four-seam fastball low and away goes for a strike, one and two. But likely they're there just in case this inning. And that just in case could happen at any time. White Sox throughout this series with two outs have strung together some hits. Today, they've had runners on and no outs or one out and have been unable to get him in. Only getting one across on a Luis Robert double that scored Mandrigal from first on a play at the plate. A high pitch misses two and two the count with one out here in the top of the fifth inning. Perez sets up on the outside corner. Abreu made good contact, but fouled that off down the third base line deep. Count is two and two. Now he pops up a high pitch in foul territory near third base. Dozier's going to make the play. There's two gone. Here comes Moncada. Yuan walked in the third inning. Last time he was up. He's hitting 324. Takes a four-seamer at the knees. 0-1 the count. The low pitch is getting called a lot. If it's borderline and it's in the lower part of the zone, it's a strike. Next one ripped over the head of Daryl Boston who dies out of the way. 0-2. Now Moncada sends one out in the right center field gap back towards the wall. It is going to bounce and hit the gate out there. He is in the second base with a double. He continues to stroke it. 19th double, a team-leading 19th double. I almost feel like when the All-Star vote came out a few days ago and the initial thing showed him about 7th on the list, he took great offense. Jimenez is 0 for 2 with two ground outs. And he is cold. 259, first time he's been below 260 in over a month. Spent most of May in the high 270s, batting average-wise. 
He's 0-1 on an outside curveball as Junis is up to 92 pitches. Moncada dances off of second as a changeup misses low. Count is even at one with two outs here in the top of the fifth. Sacks trailing three to one. Took the first two of this series, including a blowout in game one on Tuesday night. Outside four, Seamer misses two and one the count. The next offering, he swings at ball three and makes it two and two. That was well outside. Jimenez makes contact, but that was a that was a dumb swing. Check swing on an inside pitch. They're going to say he didn't go. Count is full of three and two. With Encarnacion on deck and Mancada on second base with two outs in the top of the fifth. The payoff pitch from Junis. Swung on and ripped over to short. Nice play made by Mondesi over to first. He'll get him about a step before Jimenez gets there. The Royals out of that inning as well. Another runner in scoring position stranded midway through the fifth. Three to one Royals. New challenges bring new technology. DP3 Tech has partnered with Microsoft to make things easier on you and your business. Imagine being able to get everybody together in a nice, easy, user experience friendly meeting room and being able to share whatever you want in the room with just one click. You can migrate from old legacy on-premises equipment right now to flexible, secure, work-from-home-friendly cloud services. Bring your group together faster, better, easier. Find out what DP3 Tech can do for you. Contact their cloud migrations team today, 312-896-2450, or email info at dp3tech.com. Dylan C. sitting on 69 pitches. Throws pitch number 70 in the outside corner, swung on and missed for strike one here. As we kick off the bottom of the fifth inning with Brett Phillips, the lefty. And they put a shift on for Phillips. They didn't do that earlier in the year, but Phillips has now shown a tendency to pull towards the right side. So Moncada's over at short. And Mandrigal in shallow right is going to make a great play. The shift pays off. He's standing in shallow right field in a ball that would have easily gone through the infield for a base hit. And he gets it over to Abreu at first for the first out. And Aldoberto Mondesi is now up, one for two, with one out here on the bottom of the fifth. And he pops that one straight back. Grandal with the mask off near the stands will make the catch. Two outs here in the bottom of the fifth inning. And Cease, who had a high pitch count, Sits now on only 73 pitches with two very quick outs. And he had a quick inning last time out. Alex Gordon's one for two. The lefty stands in in the first pitch, a high slider, 1-0 the count. It's also interesting that he's had two guys pop up in the last three batters he's faced or last four batters he's faced. Straight up to Grandal. That tells you something about the movement on that ball. And guys getting underneath it. 2-0 though now to Gordon. For Seamer, 97 miles an hour, ripped down the first baseline foul. Count is now 2-1. and one. Now he goes high and outside and misses 3-1 and one with Merrifield on deck. And Witt has been terrible against the White Sox. And we have played this team more than anybody else this season. But today, he's been pretty good. 
except for the error that led to the run. Three and two to count now on a swinging strike across the letters. The payoff pitch to Gordon with two outs in the bottom of the fifth inning. Fouls off a four. Seymour almost got it by him down the third base line. He'll get another chance. Into the line goes Cease. The pitch. Sent out into center field. Coming on quickly is Robert. He will not get there in time. Falls between him and Mazzara. He was hit towards center and then started to slice back towards right away from Luis. He almost gets there. I think he would have dove if the ball wasn't continuously carrying away from him. And I don't know if he knew where Mazzara was there. We're going to go as a single in Merrifield. who has got two doubles, an RBI, and a run scored. Two for two in this game. Comes up with a runner on first base with two outs in the bottom of the fifth. Dylan C. sitting on 80 pitches now. That stupid Tiger with the crown that the Royals have is doing something very obscene on top of the... I mean, it, it looks like something Degeneration X would do, but even worse. Right up on top of the dugout there. What kind of game is this? 1-0 the count now as that one misses outside the Merrifield from Cease. Two outs, bottom of the fifth. Royals up 3-1. to one. The guy doing all the damage is at the plate right now. Sent down the third baseline, a slow roller foul. One and one the count. Sox have had ample opportunity to get back in this game. But to this point, it isn't as though Dylan Cease has had a terrible game. He has shown flashes of brilliance. And he's got Merrifield 2-2 in the count with two outs in the bottom of the fifth. The pitch. Away, swung on and missed. He got him to chase a slider low and away. C skips off the mound. He's through five, but he's trailing 3-1 here in Kansas City. Eric Soglund. 19 games, 6-4 record. 39 a third innings pitch and a 4.35 earned run average. Right, he's hitting 205 against him. Left, he's hitting 214. We've had trouble with him this week. We have been fortunate when they pull him out of the game or leave him in for too long, but for the next couple innings, he may give us some trouble. Here's Edwin. He's one for one with a hit-by-pitch. Had a double last time up. And the lefty goes inside with a quick 96-mile-an-hour fastball in on the hands. Call the ball. Now, the other two guys in the bullpen right now, Barlow and Stalmont, we've been all over them all year long. So I'd love it if they plan on bringing them in soon. The 1-0 pitch on the way. Hits the corner on the inside, 1-1. One and one. Encarnacion is yet to swing. Skoglund brings it. It's not exactly sidearm, but it's not up and down. He goes way out with a very long straight arm at like a 45-degree angle. As far away from his body as possible. The ball's out where his head is, at the top of his head when he releases. And then he throws that with his big frame across the plate at an angle. And it comes in, and sometimes it doesn't. you got to try to judge, is that coming back in the zone? This one's lifted out in the center field, and dead center underneath it, Phillips will make the catch. And there's one gone. The Angels have jumped out to a 4-2 lead now in Minnesota. And Nomar Mazzara comes up, 0-2. for He's made a bad throw in on a relay. It luckily didn't hurt the White Sox. And an inside two-seamer misses 1-0 the count. Next pitch misses inside as well, 2-0. 
Now an inside four, Seymour misses 3-0 the count with Mendick on deck. One out, tap of the sixth inning. The 3-0 pitch. Took it right down the middle. Four-seam fastball. Count is now 3-1. Meanwhile, the Mets, first place out in the East, losing 6-1 to Washington right now. That's the National League East. Swung on and sent over to short. A quick and easy 6-3 put out. There's two gone here in the sixth. They've switched up who's out in the bullpen. Maybe they're listening to the game. Two completely different pitchers now warming up out there. Danny Mendick comes up one for two. He had a double. Edwin Encarnacion only made it from second to third in the double. That's brutal. And then Edwin didn't come home on a bobbled ground out at first base. It seems as though Edwin Encarnacion is the worst and slowest base runner in the history of baseball. The 2-0 pitch on the way. Low and inside, taken for a strike, 2-1. and one. At least today he is. Two outs, top of the sixth inning. Sox trailing 3-1. to one. The pitch, swung on and missed. He was way out in front of a changeup. 2-2, two and two, and that ball starts way outside and high. And then you're trying to figure out, is it going to stay out there or come back in? And if it comes in, will it come in so far that now I'm swinging at an inside pitch? The White Sox have had a hard time here against Skoglund. Not only in this series, but for the majority of the times they've seen him all year long. Mendick grounds this one over to third. Flipped over to first. A 1-2-3 inning for the Royals. And we're going to head to the bottom of the sixth. Dylan Cease has only given up six hits, but he's also given up three runs. The Sox trail 3-1. Cease starts off the bottom of the sixth inning on 85 pitches, and Jorge Soler... Steps in 0 for 1 with a walk in the first. First pitch to Solaire, an outside fastball swung on and fouled off down the first baseline. 0 and 1 the count. Jorge Solaire was the 2019 home run champion in the American League. Is that true? That is true, isn't it? It's so weird you don't believe it, but it's true. He's 0 and 2 now. Pitch swung on and fouled back. Count remains 0-2 from Cease. Now at 88 pitches. He goes into the wind in the pitch. Low and away a slider. 1-2 the count. Michael Kopech and Jace Fry warm in the bullpen. A low outside pitch fouled off into the dugout on the first baseline. Count remains 1-2. Sixth inning now in Minnesota. They trail by two. Low four, Seamer misses two and two. The count is even. Cease into the wind. Outside pitch sent up the middle, but the shift was on. Mendick knocks it down behind second and will be unable to get it over to first base. They're going to call that an error. And actually, it's Madrigal. Again, I mix him up. The shift throws me off. Madrigal was shifted over. He was behind second base. Ball could not get into his glove. He kept it in front of him and was unable to throw out Solaire. Now a ball underneath Moncada's glove down the line. Solaire's on his way to third. It's going to be a double. And quickly, Dylan Cease is in trouble. Hunter Dozier comes up in the first one. He puts down the third base line. And Perez is going to come to the plate. 
They're going to have a meeting on the mound here. Cease has 93 pitches, 32 balls to 61 strikes. He's got to be getting tired at this point. The error by Madrigal doesn't help. Sox have to decide if they're going to make a decision. Now they're going to wave out to the bullpen. We're going to get a brand new pitcher. And they're going to bring Michael Kopech into the game. So this is the first time we've seen him come in in the middle of an inning. He also has two on. Cease is going to leave the game. He only goes five innings, and he puts the first two guys on. And he looks sharp coming into the fifth. But the error and then the quick double ends his day. And Kopech comes in 16 and two-thirds innings with a 5.94 ERA. A 2-0 record, 22 strikeouts to eight walks. Lefties hitting 194 against him, but righties hitting 357. I remember that's only over 16 and two-thirds. So that could change very quickly if he puts together a couple of good outings. Sal Perez stands in 0 for 2 and the pitch on the way. Low and inside, a slider for strike one. Interesting that Renteria goes with Kopech. Two nights ago, Michael comes in and gives up the deepest home run we've seen all year to Sal Perez. And the manager wants his young pitcher to stare down his demons. Inside pitch fouled off into the camera well down the first base side, 0 and 2. So he's trying to show him, don't be afraid of this guy. Yeah, he got you the other night. Get him now. The 0-2 pitch on the way. Swung on and missed. He struck him out on three pitches. Kopech, ice in his veins, makes no reaction. Even though you know he knew that the guy that chased him the other night, when he came into that game and was cruising along, he didn't really chase him. He stayed in and finished the inning, but he gave up a monster shot to him. He knew he was up there. Now he gets a lefty O'Hearn, who's 0 for 2 with two strikeouts. With runners on second and third. Low inside changeup misses 1-0 the count. Fry continues to warm out in the bullpen. Just in case. If I'm not mistaken, the 8-hitter is Franco. He's a righty. Then back to a lefty. Where you could bring in Fry. In Phillips. Inside fastball fouled off. 1-1 the count, but... Kopech has to face O'Hearn and Franco under the new rules. The 1-1 pitch. Swung on and missed an inside slider. He was all tied up on that one. 1-2. One Kopech checks the runners and delivers. A high four-seamer at 97 miles an hour laid off by O'Hearn. The count is even at two. He looks in, waits for the sign from Grandal. The pitch. Swung on and missed. He struck him out right down the middle. A 100-mile-an-hour fastball. O'Hearn takes the bat with both hands and tosses it towards his own dugout in disgust. He must have felt like a little kid in a batting cage trying to get to that one. Now here comes Franco with two outs in the bottom of the sixth. Kopik has come in and struck out the first two, trying to get the White Sox out of this inning. Franco's 0 for 2, and a four-seamer on the inside corner misses 1-0 the count. Popek checks the runners and delivers the pitch. High and outside, but caught the zone 1-1. One one. That was a fastball. The 1-1 pitch on the way. High and tight goes for ball 2, 2-1 two the count. With Brett Phillips, the lefty, on deck. 
Runners on second and third. They've been there since the beginning of this inning. Fouls back a two-seamer. Count is even at two. And Kopech, one strike away from getting out of this inning. He inherited with no outs and runners on second and third. Fouls back a slider. Count remains even. The pitch. Pops back a four-seamer behind the plate. Still two and two. Franco trying to hang in there. Kopech trying to put him away. Swung on and grounded over to short. Mendick can't get to it. It's in this left field. One run in. Play at the plate. Two runs in. Danny Mendick could not get to that ball at short. Two runs have scored, and it is 5-1, Kansas City. Michael Kopech comes in and strikes out the first two. Gets Franco 2-2, two and two and then a ground ball finds its way in between Mancata and Mendick and lightly rolls out in the right field, and both runners score as Jimenez tries to get Dozier at the plate. And he was a hair short of getting him. It's 5-1 Royals now. And immediately Phillips is 0-2. And he strikes him out on three pitches and Kopech comes off the mound. You know, he came in and he pitched very well there. I think Tim Anderson maybe gets to that ball. Danny Mendick did not. It's 5-1 after six. And the Sox need some runs. The Chicago White Sox are one of the most powerful offenses in baseball. But everybody has an off night. That does not mean, though, they can't score some runs here in this game. And in the top of the seventh, the nine-hitter Mandrigal comes up, and the first ball is lifted out in the left field. And it's a flyout. And there's one gone. It's not how I want to start this inning. Skoglund stays in. And he'll face Luis Robert, one for three with a double and an RBI. And after him, it'll be Grandal. The pitch on the way. High and tight for a strike. 0 and 1 the count. A low changeup misses 1 and 1. 1 1 pitch swung on and missed. A 98 mile an hour two seamer on the outside corner. Normally we see the four seamers coming quicker than the two seamers, but Skoglun, with the delivery he has, able to get more on the two seamer. The 1-2 pitch. Swung on and grounded down the third baseline foul. Sox at 14 games over 500 for the first time all season. Sitting in second place. They've won five in a row. This one sent out to center field on the run. The catch will be made. Robert almost had one fall in there, but did not have the luck. And now Grandal comes up 0-3 with a ground out in the fifth inning and moves over to the right side of the plate with two outs in the top of the seventh inning. He has been struggling tonight. Loops this one over to second on two hops. Merrifield's going to catch it and flip it to first. A quick inning for Skoglund. Sacks go down one, two, three. They're going to sing the song here midway through the seventh. And they're happy they're leading by four. Ricky Renteria is going to let Michael Kopech continue here in the bottom of the seventh. And why not? The team's down by four and the kid needs some work. Four seamer on the outside corner goes for a strike 0 and 1. You know, when we see him out here, I really want to see him be consistent. And right now, we don't have that. Change up low and away 0 and 2. He had that one really great game 
where he shut out the Twins over four in extras in Minnesota. The one game that we won in Minneapolis this year as he strikes out that guy on three pitches. Wow, Mondesi is meat there. And Kopech has struck out four. And the thing is, is that every once in a while he makes a mistake. Every once in a while he gets himself into trouble. And I don't think that he would be a pitcher that would be going six or seven innings right now if he were a starter. He seems to wear out and use a lot of pitches. Something that Gio Gonzalez does, but he finds a way with the veteran presence to kind of work his way back into a reasonable pitch count and go deeper into games. Gio plays seventh right now on the initial list for starting pitchers in the All-Star game. He's 7-0. Kopech now 2-0 to Alex Gordon here with one out in the bottom of the seventh. Two pitches inside, just missed. Now a 97-mile-an-hour fastball down the middle taken for strike one, two, and one. But that's the thing. I want to see him be consistent. I want to see him put together some good, solid innings. That's a swinging strike, two and two. And really gain some confidence here because I believe at some point we're going to need him. At some point, a pitcher is going down. At some point, there'll be an injury. We haven't had a major injury yet on this team. Other teams have seen injuries. We have not seen them. Brown ball down the first baseline, two and two. And yes, there are injuries in this game. We've been fortunate. An outside for Seamer, three and two. That one misses. The only problems we've had is a guy maybe needs a day off or two days off, and we're able to get him right in. But no DL stint so far for this team. Count is now full to Gordon, who's two for three in this game. And Merrifield, who's been killing the Sox all day, stands on deck. That one's fouled off down the third base line into the camera well. Three and two, the count remains. Nobody on, one out, bottom of the seventh. Kopech delivers. High and outside, he tried to get him the chase, but he didn't. 100-mile-an-hour fastball, and here's the thing. That's something they have to work on with him. We have seen him on 3-2 pitches throw it really hard, but not in the zone. When it's so fast the guy can't even identify it, he's probably more likely to take and hope that you're wild. And right now, that's what teams are doing against him, and he's putting guys on. Now a four-seamers foul back, 0-1 the count, with a runner on first. Michael Kopech checks the sign and delivers. Outside changeup, 1-1. One one. Evan Marshall warming in the bullpen. He's been going since before this inning started. This one is lifted straight up to Nick Madrigal. He'll make the catch over at second, and yes, this time I'm sure it's Madrigal. I've never had Mendick and Madrigal on the field before. They look exactly the same. When they put these shifts on him, I can't tell sometimes. The way the camera angle works, I can't tell which way we're shifted sometimes. I probably should do better at that. Two outs now, bottom of the seventh, Solaire comes up and a low outside slider misses for ball one. He's 0 for 2 in this game. He has a walk. Runner remains at first in Gordon. And a changeup taken for a strike, one and one now. Kopech on 34 pitches. He's only recorded five outs. That's a strike high, one and two, and that's what I'm talking about. If he started this game right now, by the time he got through two innings, he'd have 40 pitches. That's not good, especially for a youngster. So maybe he figures out his efficiency in the bullpen. Chris Sale started in the bullpen. We traded Sale for Kopech. We hope he turns into another Sale, although I don't think there'll ever be another Chris, another Chris Sale. Is that one's inside two and two. But I have no problem with him starting in the bullpen this year. Missed on that one. Solaire goes down. 
He's angry with himself on a swing and a miss at a slider in the zone at the knees. Kopech strikes out yet another. We trail 5-1 going into the top of the eighth inning and Jose Abreu is one for three with a double in the first inning. Hitting 266 with 11 home runs, stuck on 11 home runs. The power the White Sox showed in May has tapered off a little in the last couple of weeks. And a high four-seam fastball goes for ball one. 22,393 in attendance here in Kansas City, their biggest crowd of the three-game series as it's Thursday night. And folks are out. Sent over to second base. Merrifield on the two-hop. Takes his time. Over to first. One gone. Here's Yo-Yo. He's 5 for 11 in this series with two doubles and three RBIs. He's 1 for 1 with a double in the fifth and two walks. Now he's over on the right side of the plate. Mr. Consistent in the four spot. Sent right back up the middle for a base hit, and he's on. I feel like the White Sox MVP could end up being Yoan Moncada, even if Abreu and Grandal and guys like Gio Gonzalez and some of these relief pitchers make the all-star team and he doesn't because he has been the rock in the four spot and that's a base hit by Jimenez his first one of the game in the left and quickly now we have two on and one out in the top of the eighth inning and Edwin Encarnacion coming up Jimenez comes up and on the first pitch puts it in between Mondesi and Dozier at short and third and Ian Kennedy will come in now. The righty has 11 and one-third innings and a 3.97 ERA. He has 14 games with 11.1 innings. What that tells me is they try to only bring him in for one or two batters. For that to happen, he'd have to get two outs right away here. Encarnacion is one for two. He was hit by a pitch. There's two on and one out here in the top of the eighth inning. If Edwin gets on, I would imagine a pinch runner at this point for the DH. Inside cut fastball taken for a strike. Owen won the count. Barlow and McCarthy warming up in the bullpen right now for the Royals. Both righties. Kennedy, a righty, formerly a starter, now coming out of the pen, delivers again. Low cut fastball, one and one the count. Mancata on second. Pretty good speed. Jimenez on first. Moderate speed on the base paths. Not a stolen base threat. That one is ripped deep. Back towards the wall. Stay fair. It is not. We've been ripped off twice in this game by balls that just go foul. The second time we've seen a White Sox batter go into a home run trot here. And the ball goes just foul. I feel like I'm being messed with. And then Encarnacion strikes out on the very next pitch. Brutal. Absolutely brutal. He hits it into the night sky. It goes into the home run trot animation. He's waving the ball to stay fair. It looks fair all the way to the pole and then goes right in front of it. And here comes Nomar Mazzara. And I don't expect this guy to do anything. 0-1 count here. Two outs in the top of the eighth inning with two on. Kennedy checks the runner. Mancata, the pitch on the way. Low and in the dirt. One and one the count. 5-1 game, two outs, top of the eighth inning. Runners in motion, swung on and fouled off. Hit and run call was clearly on there. Mazzara unable to do anything with that pitch that was high in the zone, but in the zone. The 1-2 pitch now 
Swung on and fouled off a knuckle curve. Count remains one and two. Now Mazzara takes one outside, two and two the count. Counts even at two. Top of the eighth inning. The pitch. Runners moving. Ripped out in the right center field. That's going to get down and go to the wall. Both runners are in motion. Mancada's going to score. Here comes Jimenez around. He's going to score. Mazzara's in the second base standing, and the White Sox score two with two outs here in the top of the eighth inning. And now trail only by two on a two-run double by Nomar Mazzara. Both runners went in the motion like they had earlier on in the at-bat. A hit and run, and he rips one into the right center field gap. The White Sox trying to find some way to get something going. Now have a runner on second base in Mazzara and Danny Mendick coming to the plate. Sox are going to put a little bit more speed on here for Mazzara. Send Larry Garcia out. He will run from second base as Mendick comes up and Leori will go out then uh, supposedly, reportedly, believably, in the right field. Mendick's at the plate with two outs and he puts this one deep out in the left field. Back towards the wall. It's gone! Danny Mendick with a two-run home run on the first pitch and the White Sox tie this game with two outs in the eighth inning and Royals fans can't believe it and I am super excited because I hate Royals fans. 397 feet at 100.7 miles per hour. Mendick puts it out in the left field. Nobody moved. Big hit by Danny Mendick into the bullpen area. Actually over the bullpen area into the stands. A well-hit ball. Ian Kennedy came in and the White Sox got him. It's all tied up at five with two outs here in the top of the eighth inning and Nick Mandrigal comes up 0 for 3. And the first pitch lifted into center field. Coming down quickly, the play will be made. The inning is over. A 5-5 ball game. It happened very quickly. We're midway through the eighth, all knotted up now in Kansas City. Larry Garcia will take over in right field for the White Sox. For Nomar Mazzari, came in to pinch run. Wasn't necessary. Mendick on the first pitch hits it over. Evan Marshall's going to come into this game now. 21 games, 26 innings, 3-1 record, 2.42 ERA. 21 strikeouts to four walks. Marshall was warming when the Sox thought this was not going to be anywhere close. They have Aaron Bummer up. He's warming right now. Possibility he comes in before this inning is over, but Marshall has to start it. They had nobody going except for Marshall. It looked like he was prepared to come in, and then quickly within a couple of pitches... The White Sox take a 5-1 game and make it 5-5. Marshall's no slouch, though. So far this season, one of the better guys coming out of the pen. And Hunter Dozier at the plate is quickly 2-1. Marshall got the first one across. The next two missed inside on close pitches. Dozier is 2-2. He's also touched the plate tonight. Swings and misses at a sinker. 2-2 the count. The Angels have opened up a lead now on Minnesota. 9-3. Chopped down the line. Mancata gets it in fair territory over to first. A nice long throw and a nice big out to lead off the bottom of the eighth inning as Sal Perez comes in in a whole new ball game. I'm telling you, after Encarnacion hits that one, I think that's a three-run home run. And we get our, our feelings messed with again. And then we get Mazzara coming up, who's been just terrible all year. And the hit and run works on a 2-2 count. And then Mendick hits a two-run home run. I can't believe we're even at this point right now. This is what makes baseball fun. This team is fun. Sal Perez is up. 
One and one the count. With one out in the bottom of the eighth, the pitch. Swung on and missed a four-seamer up and in, one and two. Sox trying to get the sweep here in Kansas City. Trailed five to one with two outs in the top of the eighth inning. And put up a four spot. Before the Royals could get out of the inning, the one-two pitch down to Perez popped up down the right field line, hooking foul. Garcia gave chase. The one-two pitch inside misses a sinker, two and two. One out, bottom of the eighth inning. Evan Marshall on the mound. Deals a Grandal. Ground ball over to first. Underneath the glove of Abreu. Out in the right field. Cut off by Garcia before it gets to the corner. It's a base hit. Abreu was running towards the line. Had the glove down. The ball skipped underneath it. And got out in the right field. Perez is on. Not a lot of speed at all over there. And Ryan O'Hearn, the lefty, who's 0 for 3, comes to the plate. First pitch, lifted out in the right field, shallow. Underneath it is Leary. He'll make the catch and chase Perez back to first base. Two gone here in the bottom of the eighth inning. And here comes Michael Franco. One for three with a single and two runs batted in in this game. He had the seeing eye single that just got underneath the glove of Danny Mendick as Kopech was cruising along. He had taken over a situation with two on and no out. Second and third, struck out the first two, and then Franco dribbled one through to score those two runs, and now he goes deep down the line near the pole. It is foul, and at least the Royals get their emotions played with here. A lot of those tonight. That's the third one where a guy's gone into a home run trot, and finally it was the Royals, and now Marshall plunks Franco. With two outs and a man on, Franco gets hit on the hip. I think he's trying to come inside there. It's not intentional. It wasn't a call from the dugout or anything like that. They're going to bring in Nicky Lopez the run for Franco over at first base. Adding some extra speed on. Meanwhile, Brett Phillips is coming up. And we're going to the bullpen. Aaron Bummer comes out now against the lefty with two on and two out. 30 games, 31 in the third inning, seven holds, one and one record, 2.01 ERA, 49 strikeouts of seven walks. He's holding everybody down, lefties and righties, well below the Mendoza line. He's got a lefty here in Phillips who's 0 for 3. He's got runners on first and second. The pitch on the way. Low a slider, 1 and 0 the count. Just because Bummer comes in here doesn't mean he couldn't come in in the ninth inning. Palome can also save a game. And we haven't seen C-Shack yet. The pitch. Low misses a sinker, 2-0. And, oh, and Jace Fry has actually been pretty good as well. The bullpen has been solid. They've had a few bumps in the road in the back end of May. But it seems like they got over it over the past week. 2-0, and oh, though, now to Phillips. The pitch. High. He missed on a cut fastball. He's 3-0. and oh. I can't believe Bummer comes in and goes 3-0 right away to the nine-hitter on the Royals. 5-5 game here in the bottom of the eighth with two outs. Bummer checks Perez on second to pitch. Strike down the middle, 3-1. and one. Bummer takes the hat off, walks in a little bit. Motions a little bit to Grandal, now comes back, looking at the ball. Stands in on the mound, and he'll take the sign. 3-1 pitch on the way. Swung on and up the middle. 
He gets by Bummer, but not by Mendick. He flips it to first, and he gets him by a hair. A great play by Danny Mendick running behind second base, and on the move, throws across his body, getting Phillips and ending the inning. We're through eight, knotted up at five, and the leadoff man coming up in Luis Robert. Top of the ninth inning, Robert steps up to the plate, one for four. He's got an RBI double and a high-cut fastball. Makes it 1-0. Ian Kennedy actually remains in this game, which is surprising. The 1-0 pitch. Swung on and set out in the left field. Base hit by Robert. We got good speed on board now. Everybody in the ballpark has to expect him to try to steal a base here at some point. The leader in stolen bases in the American League will have to wait a moment as Jesse Hahn comes in. 30 appearances, 63 innings, and a 6.86 earned run average. We have gotten to him before. We beat him up the other night. Rondal gets the move over to the left side. He likes it there. And Robert takes a big lead. You know he's going at some point, but when? Perez expects it. An outside pitch misses. 1-0 the count. The Royals have pitched out a lot on the second pitch this year against the White Sox. The Sox, I would assume, know this. The 1-0 pitch on the way. Foul back. 1-1 the count. Robert still with a lead. They're going to throw over now. You can see the anticipation. They know he's thinking about it. You can put him in a scoring position. It would be a big moment here for the Sox trying to come back and win this game. Down the middle, a two-seamer, one and two now to Grandal. The one-two pitch on the way. Outside pitch, Roberts going. Thrown from his knees, Perez cannot get him. Luis Robert with his 29th stolen base on an outside pitch, and the count is even to Grandal with a runner now on second. The next offering... Swung on and sent back to Hahn, who's going to flip the first. That would have been a double play ball. Luckily, Robert standing on second. He'll remain there as he was checked back to second before the throw went over to first. The pitcher makes the 1-3 put out, and there's one out here in the top of the ninth inning, and Abreu comes to the plate one for four. First pitch fouled back, an inside fastball, 0-1. Inside pitch lifted into center field. No, he dropped it. He dropped it. Robert got back to second. Abreu is safe. They're going to call that a base hit. That is a home field official scorer. That ball got dropped. And it hit the glove. And now here comes Moncada. Two for two with a double, a single, and a run scored. Six for 12 in the series. With three RBI. He's got two on and one out here. In the top of the ninth inning, Abreu over at first base. Robert, the go-ahead run at second. The first pitch. A strike down the middle on a circle change. 0-1 the count. Mankata's hitting 328 with runners in scoring position, which is pretty much where his average sits. So no real difference depending on the situation. Like I said earlier, rock solid. Just depends on if he gets a pitch to hit here. The 0-1 pitch. High and inside, taken for a ball. One and one. Behind him is Aloy Jimenez. Alex Colome warms in the pen as well. 5-5 game. Top of the ninth. One out. The pitch. Swung on and sent out into right center field. Tailing back towards the wall. It is off the wall. Robert coming around third. No, he will hold. Luis Robert for some reason thought... That ball was going to get caught. 
That was way too conservative for my liking. I don't understand it. That is the second time today a White Sox batter should have scored and instead ends up sitting at third base. Fastest runner on your team and he doesn't go home. He was hung up standing in the middle of second and third and started to retreat back to second thinking the catch was going to be made. I I believe there was no way there was going to be a catch made there. As Jimenez is 2-0 with the bases loaded. No way a catch was going to be made there. Robert hesitates on the base paths. A mental error. And when he came around third, I still think he has a chance to score there, but the base coach holds him up. Now here's Robert, who's 1-4 for four with the bases loaded and one out. And we should be leading this 6-5, but instead it's tied up at 5. Fastball on the outside corner, 2-1. and one. Mancata's on first, Abreu on second, and Robert, regretfully, still at third base. We have seen some questionable decisions by the third base coach today. Sent down the third base line, foul ball, count is even at two. Sacks could easily have gotten two more runs in this game if not for decisions made at third. Now Jimenez swings and misses and there's two gone. Brutal. Sacks don't get a run across here. Somebody should be fired. Earlier in the year, guys were getting thrown out like crazy at home. Now all of a sudden, we don't even try. Here's Encarnacion with a double in the fourth. He's one for three, only two for 11 in the series. He fouls off a two-seamer. Oh, won the count. Just missed a home run his last time up. Sacks got four with two outs in the eighth inning. Let's see if they can get one here with two outs in the ninth. Outside slider misses one and one. Base is loaded. Sacks threatening here. The pitch. Swung on and up the middle. Base hit. Robert will score. Here comes Abreu. He will score. And the Sox lead 7-5. Edwin Encarnacion picks up Luis Robert. And the mistake over at third base with a two-run single. Base hit. Over the head of Merrifield at second base. And now the Sox lead 7-5 with Leary Garcia up. And runners at first and second. Mancata's at second. First base is Edwin Encarnacion. That one's fouled off down the third base line. 0 2 the count. Garcia hitting 273, his first at bat of the game as he came in as a base runner. Now puts this one into center field. Base hit. Mancata coming around. He will score under the tag on a close play. They sent him that time. That's a frustration send there by the third base coach who's angry with himself that he gave up two runs. Now he sends Mancata bang, bang, play, and he's safe under the tag. Perez almost gets him. They're showing the replay. He gets the hand in there. A hair before that glove hits him on the arm. The Sacks have put up three now. And Scott Barlow is coming into the game. Here comes Danny Mendick. He was the man that hit the two-run home run that tied this ball game last inning. Now he lifts one out in the deep right field that'll be caught by Soler near the track. Danny Mendick took his vitamins today. The inning is over, but the White Sox score four with two outs in the top of the eighth and three with two outs in the top of the ninth and lead eight to five here in Kansas City. Alex Colome is going to come in here in the ninth inning. 20 games, 
Six saves and ten opportunities. Four blown saves. 18 and one-third innings, 2.95 ERA. 23 strikeouts to 10 walks. He's got a three-run lead here in the bottom of the ninth. And he'll kick it off against Aldoberto Mondesi, the leadoff hitter, and a cut fastball high inside goes for a strike. 0-1 the count. Mondesi's 2-for-8 lifetime against Colome with two doubles. Good situation here to bring in Alex. There's a ground ball over to third. Scooped by Mancata over to first. One gone quickly here in the bottom of the ninth. The White Sox trailed this game all game long. At one point, they tied it up at one all, and immediately the Royals came back and got two in the bottom of the third inning. They made it 5-1, to one, and with two outs in the eighth, the Sox put together a couple of hits, including a big two-run home run by Danny Mendick, tie this game, and then with the bases loaded and two outs in the top of the ninth, get three off a couple of hits and lead 8-5. to five. If you are a Royals fan right now, you are likely sitting in your chair with your head down, you don't care because you drank too much to even realize your team isn't even winning anymore because you thought it was over a couple of uh, innings ago. As it's a 1-2 pitch now to Gordon. Swung on and grounded over to short. Scooped. Sent over. Two gone. Or you're out in the parking lot banging your head off of the steering wheel. Which is where I would be at this point. Whit Merrifield comes up and how poetic is this? All this guy did was beat up the White Sox all day long. And his team gave it up. And he's going to send this one out on the left field, and right away he gets a hit. It would have been more poetic if he would have been the last out. But Merrifield doesn't want to die here. He's had a great game against the Sox, his best one of the season against us. We've held him down, and he's the three-hitter for their team, so that's an accomplishment. So now there's two outs at the bottom of the ninth. We've got a runner on first. Jorge Soler comes up, 0 for 3. And Alex Colome will try to finish the game against him. Colome checks the runner, the pitch on the way. Low, cut fastball, taken for a ball, 1-0 the count. Now a strike down the middle and a cut fastball. Count even at 1. The 1-1 pitch misses low and away, 2-1 the count. And now a strike at the knees, count is even at 2. A cut fastball to Soler. So here's Colome with two outs in the bottom of the ninth inning. The Sacks going for the sweep in their sixth win in a row with a runner on first and a three-run lead. The pitch. Swung on and missed. This ball game is over. The White Sox sweep the Royals. An improbable comeback. Trailing by four with four outs to go and end up winning by three. And the handshakes again by that White Sox infield. This is their new thing. It's kind of funny. They all gather around second base in a big circle and shake hands like gentlemen, and then the high fives come out. Very interesting. Anyway, White Sox win this game. Great win for this team. Sixth win in a row. They're rolling. Likely the Twins lose. You're going to gain a little bit of ground on them, which is a good thing after sweeping them this past weekend, and we head back to Chicago, and we've got Detroit for three. And we start a nice homestand. Aaron Bummer gets the win. He only had to face one batter. Danny Mendick, two for five with a home run and a double as your player of the game. He had two RBIs on that two-run home run. Yohan Mankata, three for three with a double and two runs scored. Luis Robert, two for five with a double and RBI and a run. Not bad. First time ever leading off for this team. And Jose Abreu, two for five with a double and a run scored. 
Alex Colome gets the save. Good for him. It's been a few weeks. An inning pitch where he gave up a hit and struck out the final batter. The White Sox win this game on eight runs with 14 hits and an error against Kansas City's five runs on 10 hits with an error. Sox sweep the Royals. We're headed back to Chicago. Good job. 15 over. You have been listening to White Sox Simulated Baseball on Sox in the Basement, covered by Sox on 35th. Remember, check them out. After you've listened to this, they're going to have the recap, the box score, and player stats up to this time. It's all brought to you by Cork and Carry at the Park, 33rd in Princeton. They're open. And also brought to you by the patio over at Cork and Carry on Western Avenue. A little bit of life getting back to normal. Maybe we get baseball soon. Until then, you have White Sox simulated baseball. Brought to you by Sox in the Basement, the podcast for fans, by fans, and found everywhere podcasts can be found, and always at SoxInTheBasement.com. Bye-bye, everybody. Sox in the Basement. Sox in the Basement. Sox in the Basement. Sox in the Basement. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found, and always on SoxInTheBasement.com.